It's time to look at rotations. We're going into the Eastern Conference and we are playing the 240 game. So if you don't know how to count to 240, you better learn in the next 30 seconds. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Thank you also. For making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day, we are free and we are available on all platforms. So, you know, you hear me talk about it all the time. You hear me mention the 240 game um, often, not even often, always, because you and general people will think about minutes for players and they go, oh, this guy will get this many minutes and this guy will get this many minutes. And I'll say, okay, but there is 240 minutes in an NBA game to go around. That is it. And you will find, this is part of my reason when I say, hey, I reckon the NBA really does need expansion. There are a lot of players who are viable rotation players who just don't get to play enough. And you'll see it as we do this. There are 240 minutes to do. Most teams are going to run a 10-man rotation. Some, I think, will run nine. I don't think anyone will run an 11. Yes, blowouts change that. And these minutes are going to be the most variable at the beginning of the season, there's going to be some weird things happen. I would love to be able to hit like 95% of these rotations for teams. There's going to be some wild things happen that we don't expect. And I will talk about what I don't really know or where we are with these teams. We're going to start on this show with the Eastern Conference. We're going to go division by division. And I'm going to be looking at how I project at this point. And this will change once we get more injury information in the next three days because we don't have to get the injury reports until like Tuesday or Monday, I think, will be the first injury report that comes out. Um, but that's where I'm, this is where I'm currently sitting with these players, with these teams, and how I see the rotation breaking down. So if you've got a pen and paper or you've got something open where you can type in, I want you to play along as well because you're going to disagree with me on so many of these. But when you do disagree... Be ready to have a look at how you can run a 240 rotation. Remember, nearly every single team outside of probably the Knicks, well, no, definitely the Knicks, probably the Celtics, and maybe, maybe the Sixers will run a nine-man rotation. They'll run a nine, and the other, all the other teams will run 10. Nearly every single team will do that. So you will have to find how to distribute the 240 minutes. It's hard. And in saying all of that, as I give you all the caveats, again, you try to work it out. You look at your 240 and see how you can balance it. Let's go to Atlanta. We're starting in the Southeast Division. The Atlanta Hawks, I think the starters will be Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, the depressed penis Sadiq Bey, and dental pain legend Clint Capella. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see how I currently have the minutes set out. 35 to Trey, 36 to DeJounte. 29 to Hunter and Bay, and 26 to Capella. I think that's all relatively reasonable, which, of course, 
doesn't always work out, does it? As you will see, those starting minutes and those starting rotations means that the five guys coming off the bench, it's hard to get to where we need them to get to. We know that Trey is a second-round player. DeJounte, to me, is a back-end third, fourth-round guy. To others, he'll be a back-end second, start of the third. Up to you. Hunter is not a 12-team draftable player. Bay is a 11th-round sort of a guy. And Capella is a guy that you can get usually a little bit of a discount. Now, how confident am I in Hunter and Bay getting 29 minutes? Reasonably confident. They might get 31. I don't think they go down below 27. What about Capella at 26? Well, he might get 28. But of course, that means that someone like a Kongwu's minutes drop way down. So how do I have the bench rotation shaking out? Have a look right here. Got the five guys I think will come off the bench for the Hawks. Bogdan Bogdanovich, I think, will play 26 minutes, but that could push up to 30. And if it does, that means four minutes have to come from somewhere else. I've got Anyeka Okongwu at 22. I don't have him playing any power forward minutes in this one, just all of the backup minutes behind Capella because, again, that makes it hard to find minutes for everybody else. This is where it comes interesting. We loved taking a flyer on Jalen Johnson. I think, well, could he take over the starting job? And that the way things sit, I don't think that he will. And I've only got him at 17 minutes. You can nitpick and say he might get 25, but that would mean you take, well, that's eight extra minutes. So does Bay and Hunter play like 25 each? Because that would get you the extra eight minutes. I find that an unlikely scenario. Does Bogdanovich play less than 26? I don't think you can really take a huge amount out of Griffin and Bufkin, who I haven't even mentioned yet. Maybe Griffin plays 10, I don't know. It is, I've got Johnson at 17. I admit that might be a little bit under. But it is hard to get him to 25. I've got Griffin at 14, and I do have Bufkin filling the 10th role, or 10th man role with six minutes. But very rarely does someone actually play six minutes. So even that one, I go, well, he probably should be getting 10. And whether it's him or Paddy Mills or Wes Matthews or Garrison Matthews, I just want someone more as a ball handler to go with Bogdanovich. And I think they'll give Bufkin an opportunity, but wasn't like that he was brilliant in the preseason and blowing us away. So he's... My minutes for Johnson are a question mark. And the fact that I don't even know whether Bufkin, pick number 15 in the draft, gets into the rotation. He played 19 minutes a game in the preseason, but this could be Trent Forrest. This could be um, Paddy Mills, who just really didn't play. And I don't think will. I thought he might get that backup role. I don't think he will. So it could be Bufkin in there. I'm just not sure how that plays out. So that's how I've got it all sitting currently for the Atlanta Hawks, but I'm sure I'll make change to this over the next couple of days. Today's episode is brought to you by the good folks over at the wrong screen that is up there. The good folks over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater events that are near you. Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. They got everything, but probably the best thing I reckon about what GameTime's offering at the moment is their all-in pricing. You know the struggle of going to a, a ticket buying site and you click the tickets and then you go to check out and they go, oh, by the way, here's an extra 20% transaction processing, um, goodwill, environmental fee. Bro, just tell me what the price is. I don't want to buy a $50 ticket and you charge me 75 for it. On GameTime, all-in pricing means the price you see is the price you pay. No surprises, no hidden fees. It's all there. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N 
NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So let's let's go back in now and go to the next team in the Southeast Division. We are going to the CLT Legends, the Charlotte Hornets. As of this point, Miles Bridges is not playing to begin the season, so he's not in my opening night rotation because he won't be there. They also have injuries that have cropped up. Frankie Nilakina has suffered a fractured leg. He might have been in the rotation. Uh, we haven't seen Teo Maladon in the preseason dealing with a shoulder issue. Cody Martin, we haven't seen either. He's unlikely to be ready. James Booknight is not going to play either with an injury. So they have got at least four players, Bridges, Martin, Booknight, Nilakina out, and maybe Maladon out as well. I've got LaMelo Ball, Terry Rogier, Gordon Haywood, PJ Washington, and Mark Williams starting. Ball up at 36, Rogier 34, Haywood 33. The Haywood one, I could argue to go to 31 minutes, fine. Um, PJ at 32, and Mark Williams at 28. Williams might play more than that. I think he might be in that 20. I'm trying to be a little bit um, conservative with his minutes projection, just with foul trouble and all that sort of stuff. So that's where we're sitting there. I find it, you know, I guess the argument could be that Haywood won't play 33 and that Williams might play more than 28. Or Williams, you might think, plays 24. Again, play the 240 game. Let's figure it out. Their bench is, I think they're a much better team than they were last season. But with all those guys out, like if you add Cody Martin back into this team on the bench and Miles Bridges, if he's playing, I don't know that he's going to play all season. Honestly, I've got no idea. They are a much stronger team. But when you have these five guys out, but in particular Martin and Bridges and even Nilakina, um, it's rough. Let's look at the bench unit. I've got Brandon Miller leading the bench in minutes with 25 which for a Steve Clifford team is probably a lot. But if Bridges was available, Miller might play 20. That's what makes him an iffy pick. I've got Big Dick Nick Richards playing 16 minutes as the backup. That enables a couple of minutes available if they want to go small with PJ or to play the God of Hammers, JT Thor. I've got Thor at 15 minutes. I thought Thor has been pretty solid throughout the preseason. Um, but again, it's... How do I find all the minutes if PJ is going to play and Williams and Richards and does Haywood ever push up? Does Miller play there? There's a lot of different ways they can go. Thor played 23 minutes a night in the preseason. He averaged eight points, but shot a putrid 39%. But, you know, it's good because Mello was under 40 and so was Brandon Miller. So good to see everybody decided not to be able to shoot. We've got Bryce McGowan's at 11 minutes and Nick Smith Jr. at 10. And I don't feel massively confident in any of those guys. I could see, instead of Nick Smith getting that last role, I've got him at 10 minutes, I think it would would have been, or Cody Martin would be in the mix, it would have been, um, Nilakina would have been an option, Maladon, even though he's on a two-way, would have been an option. The other guy who might get into that mix is Edmund Sumner, who has been you know, solid enough as a ball handler. Whether Clifford wants to give it to Sumner or to Smith, I don't know. Smith has averaged eight points in 14 minutes in the preseason. It's not going to impact much, but that's how I see things, remembering that Cody Martin and Bridges could be a part of this, so McGowan's and Smith will likely not necessarily be in the rotation, although you still need a guard there. So, yeah, it's, it is a very strange uh, a very strange team currently with the way that they are constructed. I, I did not expect this to be the case, but the Miami Heat, is uh, they're one of the... Hardest 
I think, teams to figure out. I, they're, they're hard. It's just, I don't know whether preseason taught me anything. I have got them opening night starting Kyle Lowry at 26 minutes, Hero, 34, Jimmy Butler, 34. I've got Kevin Love as a spot starter just to give them a little bit of size early on. But who knows? I've got him at 17 minutes, so obviously just a really small amount of playing time for Love, but that's the sort of way they ran things through the regular season when he arrived, but you could easily argue me out of that. And I've got Bam at a bio at 35 minutes. So we've got you know, Lowry, Hero, Butler, Bam as your main minutes guys there. Yes, Lowry's not at 30. He won't play 30, but he is an interesting source of assists because at the moment, we don't know what the status is of Josh Richardson who hurt his foot in the last preseason game. Haywood Highsmith is also out. He would have been an option for a rotation piece. He's out with a knee injury too. So they're, they're both currently out. In terms of reserves, this is hard, man. I gave Caleb Martin the most minutes off the bench at 28. I've given Josh Richardson 24 minutes, but with an asterisk because I don't know whether he's going to play. He's currently injured, and I just don't know if he's going to be ready. And then I went with Nikola Jovic, 15 minutes, Jaime Huckers Jr. with 14, and the tank Tom Bryant at 13 minutes. But that leaves a couple of guys out of that rotation entirely, and I'm not sure that's accurate. Duncan Robinson. Who do I take out to get Robinson in? Well, if Richardson doesn't play, Robinson will definitely play. But do you think they'd play Duncan over Jovic or Huckers? I'm not sure. Jamal Kane's been awesome in preseason. How does he find minutes here? What about Drew Smith, who they converted off a two-way into a regular rotation spot? And in terms of backup point guards, they don't have any. So he could be in there ahead of Huckers or Jovic. And then Cole Swider, who they signed to a two-way. Really interesting shooting wing player. Maybe he's in the mix. Maybe RJ Hampton's in there. I honestly, I think this is the, the common sense backup five, but I can make an argument for Robinson, for Kane, and for Smith. And I just have no idea. Or I can make an argument that Kevin Love doesn't play at all. Caleb Martin starts, or Jovic starts, and then Love is out, and then one of those guys like Kane or Smith Drew Smith jumps into the rotation. Really, really not sure where to go with that one. Let's stay in Florida. Let's go to Orlando. And let's look at how I see their rotation playing out. Got Markel Fultz starting with 30 minutes. Jalen Suggs at 26. I am being very conservative on Suggs' minutes. He could easily hit 30. Fultz could hit 30 as well, 32 as well. But in the in the likelihood, what they've been doing in the past is... Yeah, playing Suggs as a starter, but in that somewhat limited role. I've got Franz Wagner at 33 and Paolo Boncaro at 35 and Wendell Carter at 30. I don't think you could really debate that that will be the starting group. You could argue that Suggs plays more and Fultz plays more, but then you run into the problem that the bench guys never play. And when you look at the bench rotation, there are going to be players where you go, well, where's this guy? And I'll ask you, he's not there. I'll tell you, he's not there because who do you take out? And I guess there's one where it's debatable, and we'll just do it now. Because I've got the reserves as Cole Anthony, John Isaac, Joe Ingles, Gary Harris, and Mo Wagner. And that means their two lottery picks aren't there. Anthony Black and Jet Howard. Who do you take out of this? Maybe it's Gary Harris. Maybe Harris doesn't play. And Black gets those minutes there. That That is absolutely possible. But Harris's shooting ability is, is important. And... We could say the same for Jed Howard. I'm not. I'm really uncertain about the Harris one. 
I'm not sure whether he plays or not, or whether Black or Howard is in that role. But what I do know is that regardless of if Black or Howard plays, their role isn't going to be big. It's going to be really small, actually. And they're just it's going to be hard to find uh, solid rotation. It's like someone like Caleb Houston played a lot last season. Trumor KK, he's not going to get minutes, I would guess. So I've got Cole Anthony at 26. He could easily play more than that. I've got Isaac at 16. Again, could play more. But where? Who does he take them off? Joe Wingle's only at 15, which seems really low. But how do I get him? Gary Harris at 15, and then Flaming Mo Wagner at 14 minutes. Now, maybe Mo Wagner plays 12 minutes and Polo plays a little bit more at center, and he can give Ingles up to 20. Distinctly possible. But as I said, it's, it's, really, it's really quite hard to figure out how to get enough of those minutes into the spots where you perhaps think they should go. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tip off the season in the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. It's easy to use the app. You've got spreads and money lines and futures, player props, all that's there. We can't. I can't wait to get in to look at my season projections and predictions for wins and champions and MVPs, and I'm going to use all of the FanDuel odds to go in there and have a crack at that. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and tip off the NBA season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL because that's what I was supposed to tell you about, but we're a basketball show. We're three days away. Let's talk basketball. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's now look at the um, final team in the Southeast Division. I'm going to go to the Washington Wizards, and I'm not sure. <laughs> Again, with a lot of these, I am not sure. I am sure that Ty Jones is going to start. I've got him at 30 minutes. I am sure that Jordan Poole is going to start. I've got him at 35. I'm not sure who's going to start at small forward. At the moment, I have Bilal Kalabli in there. I've only got him at 21 minutes, though, so a little bit of a spot starter to get him sort of accustomed to playing with these guys. It could be Avdia. Last game, Avdia was really good, starting next to Kalabali. The game before, Avdia sucked. He was bad. So do we just base it on that one preseason game? I don't know what they're going to do. Kyle Kuzma has also missed the last two games. So is he actually in doubt of playing? I'm not sure. Well, I've got Kuzma locked in at 35 minutes. But if Kuzma is out, Denny will step in there without question. But I do have Bilal starting, but in lower minutes. And then at center, I've got Dan Gafford at 30 minutes. Foul trouble might limit that. Again, I will be really, really clear. I do not think Gafford is any sort of solution to anyone's starting center problem moving forward. I don't think he's that good. But I also think he's going to get the start nearly every game for this team because I don't really know what else they've got. And you'll see that when we look at their rotation or their reserve group because it's relatively thin. I've got Avdia at 27 minutes. I think that's fair. And then you'll notice some of these names. You probably do deserve to play more, but how? I've got Kispert at 18 minutes. I guess if Bilal doesn't start and plays 12 minutes a night, absolutely possible. Then there's more minutes to go around. But I just think that the fact they've started Bilal every game in preseason, he's looked pretty good. It'd be pretty weird if they fizzed him and took him out of the rotation. I've got the Moose Mike Mascala at 16 minutes playing behind Gafford. I've got the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari, playing 14 minutes. Gallinari's a better player than a 14-minute player. But How? How do I get enough minutes there? Do I take them off Muscala and Gallinari plays back up center? Don't know. And then I've got Dillon Wright at 14 minutes, who is a 24-minute-a-night player usually. 
will he play ahead of Kispert, Avdia, Bilal, Poole, Jones? I don't think so. It's really hard. If you believe that Delon plays 22 minutes, 23 minutes a night, then you've got to drop Tyus to 27. You've got to drop Poole to 30. You've got to take Bilal out of the rotation. I don't know how you can do any of that. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. I, I, we will find out, won't we? And that is the South East Division done. We'll come back and do the next division. In the Atlantic Division, we'll start with the Boston Celtics. I'm not sure. I. It makes sense that they would start with this way. Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Christos Porzingis. But Al Horford could very much be in there instead of either Drew or instead of Derek White. Now, I know a lot of people, man, you're an absolute dickhead. Have you never watched anything if you think Drew Holiday is coming off the bench? Let's wait and see. I think this is what they should go. I think this is their best option, but they might not. I do have Drew at 35 minutes. That's probably a little aggressive early on, and I think I think now I'm looking at it, I'll probably dial it back. I've got Derek White at 30, Jalen Brown at 36, Tatum at 36, and Porzingis at 33. I think the Celtics are going to be a team that runs with a nine-man rotation because they've got to get so many minutes into those top six players. They'll probably expand it to 10 on nights when one of those guys is out. In terms of the reserves, I've got Al Horford at 27 off the bench. I've got Peyton Pritchard at 18. I've got Cornette at 13 and Sam Hauser at 12 minutes. Um... I could see Hauser playing more than Cornette. I could see Cornette not playing and someone like Svima Hailuk or O'Shea Brissett in that mix or even Lamar Stevens. But I think we know that we're going to get Horford Pritchard in there. We probably get Cornette in there. I oh, know we definitely get Hauser and we probably get Cornette, but maybe Cornette isn't in there and one of those other players gets in. Pritchard is going to be useful if he finds an injury to two guys ahead of him, maybe even one. He'll push into a 23, 24-minute role. I would like it more if he's playing 27. So at the moment, his minutes are probably going to be, I would say, relatively low. But again, play the 240s. How do you work this rotation? Again, I, maybe maybe my Drew Holiday 35 minutes is a little high, especially to begin the season. Um, so I'm probably going to adjust that somewhat and maybe give like one or two of those minutes across to Derek White. But you know, I'll sit and think about that over the next couple of days. But this is where we currently sit with it. We go to Brooklyn now and have a look at their starting group or my projected starting group. Ben Simmons, I've got him at 31 minutes. Same with Spencer Dinwiddie. He's got 31. I've got Mikael Bridges at 36. I've got Cam Johnson at 30, whose hamstring issue should be fine and ready to go. I think he plays 32 minutes most nights, but first game back from a hamstring, I've got him at 30. It might be 28. And I've got Nick Claxton at 31 minutes in that starting group. Their bench becomes very interesting because... There are going to be players in this bench group that you go, well, that is, well, someone's, there's someone in that group that you're going to say, why is he not there? And there's going to be another person in that group that you say, that's too few minutes. But again, how the hell do you find the minutes? How do you get them? Do you think Simmons plays only 25? I guess that's possible. But I, I really don't think that's going to happen. Do they keep Claxton down at 28? I doubt it. Maybe Cam Johnson does play 25 as he comes back from a hamstring. That's possible. But in terms of reserve guys, I've got Royce O'Neill at 22. Dorian Finney-Smith at 21. I've got Dayron Sharp as a backup center playing 16. I think they might try a little bit of Simmons there, but not much. So Claxton and Sharp cover most of those minutes. I've got Cam Thomas at 11. 
and Dennis Smith Jr. at 11. Now, again, you'll complain and say they need scoring in that second unit, so Thomas has got to play 20. So you've got to find 10 minutes somewhere. Does it? Does that mean Finney Smith plays 10 minutes? Does it mean Royce O'Neill plays 10 minutes? Does it mean both Royce and Finney Smith play 15? I, I find that hard to believe that they would do that. They could, though. And there's no Lonnie Walker here. So Lonnie Walker to play would have to get minutes over one of those five guys. Maybe he gets it over Dennis Smith Jr., absolutely an elite defender. And maybe you want Walker scoring. I don't think Walker's anything special. I think the decision comes between Walker and Thomas, honestly. So I don't really know how to balance this bench out because even looking at 22 for O'Neill and 21 for Finney Smith, okay, that's really low. Like That is low for these guys. And yeah, maybe Cam plays only Cam Johnson plays only 25 minutes. There's an extra five minutes to go around, and we get Cam Thomas up to 16. But that still leaves O'Neill and Finney Smith in a really low minute role, which again just feels relatively wrong. But I can't figure out a way to get them to what I think would be the right amount of minutes. It's really hard. Let's go. Well, let's not go. Let's stay in New York. But let's go to Manhattan instead of Brooklyn. I'm going to look at the Knicks, another team who I think will be a nine-man. In fact, I think all of the nine-man rotation teams actually are in this Atlantic division. Boston, Philly, and uh, the Knicks. The Knicks, guaranteed, nine-man rotation. Set it in stone. Jalen Bronson at 36. I've got Quentin Grimes starting and playing just 26. I would love for Grimes to be in a larger role. It's just hard to get it. I've got Rowan Barrett at only 30 minutes. So I've cut Barrett down from what he's been doing in the past because we saw once Josh Hart arrived last season that Thibodeau would often bench him in third quarter, uh, fourth quarters and his minutes would come down. But that might be just too low for Barrett. I've got Julius Randle at 35 and I've got Mitchie Robinson at 27. Hard to argue with Brunson, Robinson and Randle there, I think. Hard to argue with that starting group. But the argument comes in, how do you get the Grimes and Barrett minutes to make sense with this group that I'm going to chuck up the four bench guys? Because it's not like I've got huge minutes to these players. I've got 26 for Josh Hart and 24 for Emmanuel Quickly. And you could easily make the argument that both of those players play 30. But if they do, that means that DiVincenzo just doesn't really play at all. And I don't think that's realistic. So I've got Hart at 26, Barrett at 30, Grimes at 26, Quickly at 24. I've got DiVincenzo only at 15. So to get Grimes, Barrett, Hart, Quickly who I all think, I agree, I think all of them deserve to play at least five more minutes. How do you do it? That would mean they play an eight-man rotation. DiVincenzo doesn't play at all. That would mean they play Julius Randle, their only power forward at center for a big chunk of the time. And they don't even have a backup power forward. I don't see how would they do it. I've got Hartenstein at 21 minutes because Tom Thibodeau despises playing anybody apart from a center at center. It's going to be Robinson and Hartenstein playing 48 minutes, which again complicates it. It's very easy to sit and pick, and I will sit and pick at this. I look at my own rotation projections and go, Josh, what are you talking about? As if RJ is only going to play 30 or Grimes 26 and Hart 26 and quickly 24, but it can't all happen. They can't all play 30 minutes unless Brunson's playing 30 or they go without a center or Randall plays 28. It can't happen. There are not enough minutes in a game. It is the, That's why I like, quickly's got good value, but the upside to actually blow up and burst through means that someone is getting dicked hard. And I don't know how that's going to happen. Find out, won't we? As always. Let's go to Philly. And 
I'm just going to give you my rotation projection without James Harden because I don't know that he's going to play at this point. I'll put it at less than 50% that he's out there opening night, but I don't know. So this is my projection without Jimmy Harden. Got Tyrese Maxey. Remember, Nick Nurse is coaching this team. So minutes up. Got Tyrese Maxey at 36. I've actually got De'Anthony Melton playing 34. Now, when Harden plays, he won't play 34. When Harden is traded, I doubt he plays 34. But like I said on my show earlier today, the best case scenario for Melton's value is Harden not traded, but Harden not playing. Through the roof. I think we're seeing that here. I've got Toby Harris at 35. I've got PJ Tucker at 24. And I've got Joel Embiid at 35 minutes. Nurse has said he wants to pump minutes in. Yesterday, in a preseason game, Nick Nurse played Embiid the entire third quarter and then four minutes, the start of the first four minutes of the fourth quarter. 16 consecutive minutes in a preseason game. Yeah. They're going to play a lot. So that's my starting group, again, without Jim Harden. My bench group, I'm going nine deep. I've got Harden at the bottom there with an asterisk, so I don't think he's going to play, but I don't know. I've got Ubre at 25. I've got Pat Beverly at 22. I've got Paul Reed at 18, getting the 13 minutes behind Embiid and then a few minutes at power forward, but he might get more than that. But that would mean that you know Ubre plays less minutes or Beverly plays fewer minutes. And I've got Jaden Springer sliding in there at 11. I think there is a chance that Springer plays more than Beverly. I think he's been more impressive than Beverly. But Bev gets the veteran value or the veteran benefit of the doubt. So I'm giving Pat those 22 minutes. Just don't be surprised when Springer is playing minutes over Beverly or playing over him in the rotation. At the moment, though, I've only got Jaden, the package, sitting at uh, 11 minutes. The final team... I should have left them to last because they are bottom of the barrel. It is the Toronto Raptors. I have got their starters projected as follows. Dennis Schroeder at 31 minutes. OG Ananobi at 33. Scotland Barnes at 35 with an asterisk because he did hurt his foot in that final preseason game. They said he's going to be fine, but a sprained foot is a sprained foot. So we... We're going to be cautious with it, right? So we're just, it's up in the air. I've got Scott Barnes at 35. I've got Siakam at 35. Remember, no Nick Nurse. So probably not 38 a night for these guys. And I've got Jakob Pertl at 30 minutes. And that's, before I reveal my my group of bench players, I think you'd look at that and go, that's, that's reasonable, Josh. I think that actually makes a lot of sense. And then we get to the bench. And you're going to say that these minutes aren't reasonable. But I can't figure out how else to do it. I've got Gaz Trent playing only 25 coming off the bench. I've got Precious Achua playing 17. I've got the Prestige Penis himself, Grade A Dick, playing 14. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe he doesn't play. I've got Jalen McDaniels at 11, and I've got Chris Boucher at 9. 9. Now, Boucher could easily play 17. Jalen McDaniels plays 8. Dick plays 8 or something like that. But I think you'd want, again, do you just want all... Forwards like Achua, McDaniel's, Boucher, Porter, Young. Do you want all those guys off the bench, or do you want a little bit of diversity in shooting by adding Dick and Trent into there? Now I don't really know what goes wrong when you add Dick to something. Maybe it's this rotation. Who knows? First time for everything. So that one, I guess, is a little bit of a question mark that I have just in terms of how they run that because Boucher at nine looks stupid. But where do I get him from? Where do I pull him? Do I just take Dick all the way out and give Boucher 23 and assume that Royakovich, who said he's going to go deeper in his rotation and run 10 guys, he's not going to run nine. So someone's missing out there. These things are hard. It's hard to be an NBA coach, I guess. 
Lastly, we go into the Central Division, and we start with your Chicago Bulls, who I think the starting lineup is relatively safe and secure. Minutes-wise, we'll find out. I've got Kobe White starting. I've got him at 30 minutes. That could easily be 32. I've got him at 30. Levine at 36. DeRozan, 34. I've got Pat Williams at 28. And the big fella, Nick Vucevic, at 32. Yeah, I guess maybe Williams plays more. Maybe White plays more. Maybe Vuce plays less. I think it's okay. I think that group's okay. The reserves is where it gets tricky. Because again, you're going to go, well, no way. No way that guy plays that little. I've got Caruso at 22. He could easily play 26. I think 22 is about fair. I've got Javon Carter at 16. I've got Andre Drummond, the big avocado, at 16 as well. Just gets all the backup minutes behind Vooch. Then Tory Craig at 16. Now, maybe Pat Williams plays 25, and we get extra minutes there for Craig. And Ayo Desumo only at 10 minutes. I just I can't find any more. How does he get any more with Carter and Caruso and White? It's, it's really tough. I, I don't see it. it. Also, by the way, this team, if they cop one injury to those 10 players, their next man up is Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, or the Red Rooster Terry Taylor. Just quietly, they are rooted. They have... Hor- Look, that 10 looks okay. But they're cooked after that. Everyone else is bad. There are other guys. It's Justin Lewis, Julian Phillips, Adama Sonogo, Terry Taylor, Dalen Terry, Honorable Batim. It's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Let's go to the next team where we're going across, still in the Central Division, of course. We go to Cleveland to look at the Cavs. Darius Garland, 35. Don Mitchell, 36. The Winter Soldier himself, Maximum Struess at 28. Evan Mobley at 35. I've got Jarrett Allen in there at 30. I think most nights, Allen's going to play 33. I've got him at the moment starting at 30, but... He's coming off that injury. He hasn't played in preseason. He may not play. If he doesn't play, there's two ways they go. It's either Karis Levert, which I'm not sure it will be, or they go with someone like a George Niang into that role. But I've got Garland 35, Mitchell 36, Struz 28, 35 Mobley, 30 Allen. That's probably the question mark, whether Jarrett Allen's actually right to go and, and ready. <clears throat> Reserves. No Ricky Rubio, of course. I've got Karis Levert at 26. That could push higher, but then it leads to some really weird other bench groups. I've got George Niang at 15. I could also see him getting more minutes. Okoro at 14. Dean Wade, 11. And Ty Jerome, 10. Now, I think you could argue that Jerome might not necessarily be in the rotation, and maybe they run nine. So those 10 minutes of Jerome, you know, five of them go to Niang at 20. Two go to Levert to make him 28. And what does that leave me with? Uh, three more minutes to go to Dean Wade to push him to 14. I could see them running a nine-man rotation. That That is that is possible if they don't want Jerome. But otherwise, there's no other real point guard. There's guys like Mitchell and Levert who aren't point guards, but are ball handlers. But if you want someone who is just a point guard, then Ty Jerome probably... Well, maybe Dean Wade's not in the rotation, but Ty Jerome probably does need to be uh, in that group, in that rotation. <clears throat> Let's go to the Detroit Pistons. And honestly, I say that with a lot of teams... This one might be the most confusing. It might be. I could because two of the guys have not played at all in the preseason, and I don't know if they're actually serious injuries or not. I know that Cade Cunningham is going to start. I've got him... Uh, I've got, I don't have him pegged, but I do have him at 34 minutes. I've got Asar Thompson in there at 30, and I'm very confident that he is going to start. 
I've got Boyan Bogdanovich in there starting, but I don't know whether he's going to play. I've got him at 30 minutes. Or could he actually come off the bench, which would be insanity, but could he? I've got him at 30 minutes. I've got Isaiah Stewart at 27. They will start him, I think, which is horrendous, but I think they will. And I've got Jalen Duran, the passport legend, at 30. There's a couple of things there. Maybe Asar plays more. Maybe Bogdanovich is off the bench. Maybe Bogdanovich doesn't play. Maybe they realize they shouldn't start Isaiah Stewart. I really doubt that, but maybe they do. Because then you get to the bench, and there's a lot of guys that A, aren't in the rotation, or B, don't look like they're playing enough. So let's have a look. I've got Jaden Ivey at 28. Maybe he just does start, and they move Bogdanovich to the bench. That's possible. I've got Ivey at 28. I've got Marvin Bagley the third at 16, getting backup minutes behind Duran. Maybe they play a little bit of Stewart at center. I've got Alec Burks at 16. Really low for Burks. Really low. I've got Monte Morris at 15. I don't know that he's going to play. He's been out all preseason. Or do they just say, we don't need another guard because we've got Ivy Burks, Morris, Hayes. Are all four of those guys going to play off the bench? Could, uh, could Joe Harris replace Monte Morris? Well, I guess he could if Morris and Bogdanovich aren't ready. And then I've got Killian Hayes with 14 minutes too. But again, that means no Joe Harris, and it means no James Wiseman, which I think we all agree is correct. But there's no Marcus Sasser who's played well in preseason as well. So I don't really know how that goes because we, we don't know what's happening with Monte. We don't know what's happening with Boyan Bogdanovich. And we don't, like Killian Hayes, I've Killian Hayes the fewest minutes out of those 10 guys. He's been one of their best four players in preseason. But how do I prioritize him over Ivy or Asar or Cade or Boyan or Monty or Burks? Or, it doesn't make sense to give him those minutes. But I could be way wrong on that. Way wrong. I didn't think he'd even be in consideration for this. But I have to put him there. It's a tough one. Indiana isn't quite as tough. I've got Tyrese Halliburton starting, playing 35 minutes. I've got Benedict Matherin, old Humpty Dumpty, playing 32 next to him. Bruce Brown playing 30. That could easily push a couple of minutes more. I've got Obi Toppin at 26. He could easily play more than that. I'm just not sure how much they want to give him, but let's say 26 for now. I've got Miles Turner at 30. Really easy to make an argument for Brown at 32, Toppin 30, Turner 32. But then you run into the problem with, then how do the bench guys even play? Because even as it is now, they're low in minutes. I've got Buddy Heald at only 24 and Andrew Nembhard at 20. These are guys who played 30-plus minutes each last season, and I don't see how they get anywhere near that this year. I've got Aaron Neesmith, who was a starter for a massive chunk of last season, playing only 17 minutes. I've got number eight overall pick, Jarris Walker, playing 15. I could argue that Jarris doesn't even see the rotation. That he doesn't play, Neesmith gets more, Nempard, he'll get more, a bit more there to Jalen Smith, and you get like a... um. Oh, just a, any sort of like maybe Ben Shepard, probably not Ben Shepard, but maybe TJ McConnell gets into that mix. Maybe Jordan Wara gets minutes as well. So maybe Jarris doesn't play. And I've got Jalen Smith playing only 11. Now you'll notice that Miles Turner have got 30. I've got Smith at 11. That leaves us with only 41 minutes at center. I, I think they're going to have to try some things with either Toppin or Jarris playing at center to enable them to get some minutes into Neesmith there. But also no Isaiah Jackson in this rotation because I think they actually, for some reason, prefer Jalen Smith over him. So you'll see there's no TJ McConnell, no Isaiah Jackson, no Daniel Tice, no Ben Shepard, no Jordan Wara. All guys that you could easily make an argument they could play, but also really low minutes for Brown, 
versus what I think he could play. Low minutes for Toppen, low minutes for Heald, low minutes for Nembhard. It's just very hard to get to. Then we go to Milwaukee, who, again, new team, new coach. How does Adrian Griffin run things? What's his idea in terms of minutes distribution? I've got Damian Lillard playing 36. Lillard usually handles a big low giggity. Will that happen under Griffin? Because most of the Bucks guys have been pretty limited in their, in the past, but I honestly don't know. Is that Budenholzer? Was that the players? Was that the medical staff? I don't know. But I've got Lillard at 36. I've got Malik Beasley next to him at 28. I've got Chris Middleton, who did play in the first pre- or his first preseason game. So I think he's going to start. I've got him at 30. That might be optimistic to see him at 30 minutes. Maybe he's only 25. I've got Giannis at 32, but that could be 34. I'm just management of his knee. I think I've got him at 32. And Brooke Lopez at 28, which also could you know, potentially be a little bit higher. It is a game against the Sixers um, for their first game. So maybe Giannis plays 35 as they really push to win that game. But trying to sort of you know, not necessarily thread the needle, but work out how we're going to do this. Their bench, again, everyone you're going to say low minutes, low minutes. True. I've got Connaughton at 23 minutes who was a chance to start. Bobby Portis at only 20. Jay Crowder at 17. If you give Portis more, you can't give Crowder more than 13. And Connaughton's got to drop way down. I've got Marjon Beauchamp at 13 and Cameron Payne at 13 as well. No Andre Jackson, who probably deserves a crack. No Robin Lopez, that's fair enough. But like that's low for Portis. It's low for Crowder. Now, if Middleton plays only 25 then you will see more minutes. But they'll probably go more to Connaughton, I would say, versus going to Portis and Crowder, unless you're going to play Crowder at three, which I guess you could. Maybe you get Crowder up to 20 and Porter up, Portis up to 20, 22. Don't know. Don't know. Hard one. That's where we're at. That's where I'm at at the moment on Sunday. It's the 22nd of October here for me, 21st of October for these guys in the States. As I'm looking at these, and this will change over the coming days as we get more information and I just sit and think about it a little bit more. So, the 240 game is done. How did you go? How did you go if you actually played along? Which you probably didn't. But if you did, it's hard, yeah? Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.